0: 6:30, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on 6:30, Chad. Penguins trying to finish off the Rangers tonight. They lead it one nothing in the first minute of the second period. Gensel with his sixth of the series. Capitals up one nothing on the Panthers. That's with about five and a half minutes left in the first period. The series is tied two two. TJ Oshie has his fourth at 7:30 tonight. It's the Flames. And the Stars, that series is tied 2-2. You know the deal for the Edmonton Oilers. They're facing elimination tomorrow on Furnace Family Oilers Hockey here on 630. Chad, face-off show at 6, game at 8, Oilers at Kings for game 6. Disappointing start, disappointing finish for the Oilers last night. A 5-4 overtime loss. Take a listen to these two comments from Leon Dreisaitl after last night's game. We have a baseline that that um, we want to compete at, and we haven't done that in the last couple of games, and, and that's what makes us a good team. And uh, we're, we're going to have to make sure that we get back to that. They're obviously a good team, but I think this is this is on us. Uh, we're not we're not playing to our standard. We're not working to to our standard, and um, you know that that starts with my line. Uh, we, we have to be a lot better, and um, yeah, that's uh, that's where it has to start. And I think that perhaps might be the biggest frustration in this series for those of you who have observed the Oilers throughout the regular season and into the playoffs. They are not playing to their standard. They are not working to their standard, and they're not at their baseline. And I think it's significant that Dreisaitl used the word baseline because baseline should be the bare minimum of what you expect the baseline should be, okay, even if things aren't going very well, we will at least do this and work off that to get going in the game. And Dreisaitl said they aren't even at their baseline, which is pretty discouraging at the most important time of the season. But I think that's a fair comment. And I think that is a relevant observation by Leon Dreisaitl, who, by the way, I, I think we pretty much can safely conclude at this point he is not 100% healthy. Uh, He is not playing with the same jump and power that he usually does, even though he came up with a couple of huge goals last night in the third period. That aside, the Oilers are not at their baseline. And I said this after Game 4, I said it after Game 5, that for large stretches of both those games, pretty much all of Game 4 and uh, significant chunks of Game 5, I thought to myself, I do not recognize this team. This does not look like the Oilers team that I saw, especially over the last 38 games of the season, after Jay Woodcroft took over as head coach. They are not at their baseline. They are not doing the things that they had usually done that it looked like, from an encouraging point of view, that it looked like they had made standard in their game, that it looked like they had made habits in their game. And many of those things aren't happening. They, they aren't hard enough on pucks. They aren't winning races to pucks. Both Dreisaitl, uh, well, Seidel said it several times in his post-game comments after the game last night that they aren't getting their skating legs going until it's too late. And that spirals into another problem of once again starting games quite poorly, especially the last two, though I think an argument could be made that the orders haven't been great in the opening minutes of any game in this series. Uh, maybe game four. I mean, they did get outshot in the first period, but they scored a couple of early goals, which I think affected the shot clock in that one. But certainly in the games they've lost, they haven't played great in the first period. Game two may be okay, uh, but it certainly had them playing uphill last night, and they were certainly in a situation where you probably ar- could argue that the Oilers were fortunate to escape the first period last night down just one nothing. So th- the Oilers are not achieving their baseline. And that's going to be pretty frustrating if they lose the series tomorrow or if they win tomorrow and lose in game seven, that you might look back on at least two games in this series and say that wasn't anywhere near the Oilers' best. Look, I know we're talking about this from an Edmonton perspective. Full credit to the Los Angeles Kings, who we will discuss tonight. They have come in with a game plan. They have committed to that game plan. They have executed the game plan. Yes, they have been blown out twice, but they've still won three of the five games, and, and they've bounced back from two blowout losses in which they were outscored 14-2. Even though they were down 2-1 in the series, that might have broken some teams. That might have made some teams think we just these guys were not good enough. All right, I mean, we'll try, but we're not good enough. The Kings didn't think that. They stayed right with it, then just bounced back with strong efforts. They bounce back with victories. So full credit to what the Kings have done. But as Dry said, they're a good team, but the Edmonton Oilers are not playing to their standards. And so that's part of my point here as well. That there could be a I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot of frustration with the fans if the Oilers don't advance past the first round. But especially if you look back on the series and say, well, <laughs> that's That's not the same team. You know, maybe the Kings win in six and we're going to be sitting here on Friday saying in at least half the series, the Oilers didn't perform anywhere near their potential. And it wasn't just the Los Angeles Kings stopping them. There there are some things here that have set into the Oilers game that we haven't seen in a while. And they're not executing at the level they have, especially under Jay Woodcroft. And now they're really up against it. And uh, I I know there's a lot of frustration and maybe a little bit of pessimism in oil country tonight, which I fully understand. We're going to dive into this. Uh, I have plenty of time for you tonight because uh, I I know you've been thinking about it. It's been uh, brought up to me by several people in my life over the last uh, 20 hours or so. What's wrong with the Oilers? What's going to happen tomorrow? As uh, as you guys know, I've talked about this over the years, so I'm a bit of a comic book nerd. I stopped at uh, Warp 2 this afternoon to get a comic. And uh, what do I hear people discussing around me? Boy, that was a tough one last night. Boy, we played crappy, then we played good, and then in the end, we were crappy again. So I know it's on everybody's mind. 780-496-0063 is the number. The hotline is powered by CertainTeed. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. So that's point number one for me, that they're uh, they're not at their baseline. And, and we'll get more detailed on that as we go along about exactly what that means. I think for those of you who've watched the team, uh, especially since Woodcroft took over we, we kind of know what that is I, I want to share something else uh, I was talking to my dad this morning about the game and uh, my father says wasn't it Gretzky who said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take I said yeah that sure was that sure was Wayne Gretzky and that's sure what the Oilers have looked like at times doesn't it now full credit to what the Kings are doing they're shooting they got the puck a lot they're busy in the offensive zone but I thought especially of that first period last night, the Oilers had opportunities to just shoot the damn puck at the net. Yeah, maybe Jonathan Quick's going to stop it. Maybe it's not as uh, as high percentage of scoring opportunity as you would like. Maybe it's not going to lead to a fancy highlight reel goal. So what? You need the puck in that area. And I, I think the Oilers are... Uh, probably a little frustrated. I think to some extent they're being a little obstinate because it's not just the big guys. It's not just the, the guys capable of the razzle-dazzle who are doing this. I think there are a lot of players who are not just firing the puck at the net. The Kings have a game plan. Put it at the net and have at least one forward going there. Don't think about it. Don't look. Don't try to hit a trailer. I mean, there, there have been rushes in which I thought, okay, this pass is going to go to the trailer and he's going to have a wide open shot. Nope. Kings just fired it at the net, get somebody there. And you know, you've seen plays. I remember Zach Hyman yesterday walked out of the corner in the first period. He was, he was checked. There was a guy on him, but he, but he had a shot for a split second and he held it. And and then he got poke checked. That's just the one play. I remember there, there are other instances. So the Oilers are missing a hundred percent of the shots. They don't take. Now, I don't want to just I don't I don't want to make it sound this is all like, well, just work harder, just try harder. Because you still have to have skill. Skill is very important. But what happens when you do some simple things? You give your skilled players a chance to make plays. What happened on the Oilers first goal? They forechecked, you know, they got the puck into an area where they were able to pressure the Kings defense. They forechecked. They got the puck. They got it back to the blue line. Brett Kulak took a couple steps to the inside and wristed the shot on net. You know what? It was a shot that Jonathan Quick could have caught and could have held on to for a face-off and the and the play would have died. But at least you would have had an offensive zone faceoff. The Kings seem pretty happy with those because they're doing that all the time, and they're winning the series. Now, Kulak's shot in this case lands in front of the net. McDavid picks it up. Quick gets pushed pushed out of position, chasing McDavid. Then McDavid's skill takes over. He's able to, you know, hold on to the shot, take it behind the net, keep the puck, slide that cute little pass to Cassian, who pretty much had an open net. So you still need skill to finish that play. But why was the skill able to do something on that play? Because the Orders won a puck battle and just got the puck to the darn net. And then McDavid could go to work. Another thing I want to point out in this series. Jonathan Quick is not an impenetrable fortress of a goaltender. Like, he's not the god of all goalies. His save percentage is what it is in this series for a reason. He's he's totally beatable. I know he has a great resume, and I know he's made some great saves in this series, and I know he's still pretty darn good at the age of 36. Um, But he's not unbeatable if you get the puck down there. And make him work. And I'm going to refer to that goal that Cassian scored. Jonathan Quick was not even in his crease when that puck went in the net. Can you imagine if that was Miko Koskinen? I'd be sitting here roasting him about how Koskinen is swimming again because that's something I've criticized him for over the years. Well, if I'm going to say that about Koskinen, i got to point out how badly out of position Jonathan Quick was on that goal. The dude is beatable. But you're not even getting to 30 shots or by the time you do, it's too late because you're minus 15 on the shot clock and you're minus three or four on the scoreboard. With Kizik Hans Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Those are some initial thoughts, so we'll get to some of yours when we get back to Inside Sports. I think Jonathan Quick is a very good goaltender and maybe his some of his stats aren't flattering in this series, but he's got more wins than, than the guy at the other end and he's, he's made some really big saves. I'm just saying there are times to me it looks like the Oilers are convinced unless they can put a shot right under the crossbar, it's not a shot worth taking. Whereas I'm saying just make the guy work. That's what the Kings are doing to Mike Smith. Make him work. Maybe he'll mess up. Maybe a shot will go in off a leg or off a stick. Okay, if you've called in I appreciate it first of all. Uh I, I if you're later in the queue, I'll ask you to be patient because you may not get in until between 6:30 and 7 because obviously a lot of people want to talk. Same rules of course. Uh make your point concise and if if you have an opinion, try to offer some evidence for it. 780-496-0063. We have Jude standing by. Hey Jude, go ahead agree with your analysis, Reed, that the Oilers' baseline is how they played in their last 38 games. I would say that their baseline is, is more like how they played in the first 44. And actually, what they did is overachieve in their last 38. So therefore, I would disagree with Dreisaitl that they're not playing according to their baseline. I would say that they are playing exactly to their baseline. All right. No, that's fair. I, I mean, I thought they were better in the second half of the season and I thought they showed uh, a lot of potential, but I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe they're just not good enough to, to go head to head against another good team for seven games and win the series. Um, yeah, I appreciate that, Jude. 780-496-0063. No, good good phone call. Good reasoning. Uh, we can disagree for sure. I don't want, again, you, you can disagree with me. I just... I require evidence in an argument and maybe Jude's right. I mean, maybe, maybe that, maybe they, maybe, maybe they weren't that good. Maybe they overachieved second half of the season. I don't know. I saw some things that I liked, I know one thing I heard from people discussing the team in the second half of the season, saying that the Oilers were playing a more of a playoff style game and scoring more playoff style goals, and not re, you know living and dying on their power play and special teams like they were in the first third of the season. Maybe that was the illusion. Who knows? Uh, we got Matt on the line as well. Hey, Matt, go ahead. Do we have Matt? Hello. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, thanks for taking my call, Reed. Uh, how long do we play, Jesse, gets you, pull what does his future as an oil look like and uh, at what point do you pull Co- um, Smith when he's swimming? You said Koski, uh, Koski swims in that, but I think Smitty's getting pretty, uh, pretty rattled in that there. What do you think? Yeah, well, let me. Uh, I'll, I want to get. I want to hear because you called in, so you must have an opinion on Pulley Well Like, I, 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 quite frankly, I think this this might be his final goal as an Oiler. Uh, where are you at? Well, I don't even know how he's made it this far into the series. I mean, we've got kids down in the minors that would uh, probably play a heavier game, and when you got Yamamoto running bodies, and uh, he's probably half the size he has. I mean. I just, I just don't understand how he's even in uh, in the show right now. I thought that, yes, uh, he struggled again yesterday, uh, along with a lot of players. The thing is, you know, they want Yesi to be a top six player. I mean, man, oh man, when it goes south for him, it goes south. There was that uh, rush in the second period. He fell down in the process of receiving a pass from McDavid. He's appeared off balance a lot in the series. Uh, I mean, i I know I've been asked a lot. If you had to pick between Kane, Dreisaitl or not Dreisaitl, Kane, pulley and Yamamoto, who's the odd guy out? I mean, to me, it's, it's pulley no questions asked. So I, I think that will be a big decision. Uh, I'll talk more about Smith in the next half hour. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to get replaced. I think he keeps playing. And I think that goaltending is lower down on the list of problems for the Oilers in this series. But there are a couple of goals from last night I want to discuss. Uh, Brian and Ron are up next on the phone line. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.